What's up, everybody? This is your host, Drizzy the Snake. I'm here, of course, with your friends, Wayne Lampart and Sean Jarvis. How's it going, guys? Good. How's, uh, how'd you guys do this weekend? I had a great weekend. Got a win. Team PP Tapes took down John, Donald J. Chump. Hopefully not for the uh, only time in the next month. And uh, got the win. And Wayne, what about you? Uh, I unfortunately fell short of beating uh, the two Browns running backs this week. <laughs> no. I think that's the second. Is that the second? No, I'm sorry. I'm the first one to lose, so... No worries, I'm I'm right there uh, with you. Well done, Kyle. Yep, I lost to uh, Johnny this week. Almost had him. Kamara put up like I don't know a dozen or so points three times over. Um, even Gardner Minshew with ten points still was able to take it out. And who would have thought that Mark Ingram in a fourteen running back committee uh, would only score I think about eight points? So hey, that's what it is. Fantasy is all luck until you win it, then it's all skill. So, um, yeah, I think what we can do, guys, is uh, a lot of interesting kind of tidbits from this week. Um, I mean, Elliot, did, did I see this correctly? Elliot put up just as many points as a full rostered team, um, almost even outscoring me. I had to, I was lucky with some garbage time run uh, by Mini Me Clyde. Um, but he was able to outscore some people in the league this week. Yes, he did. He uh, he clipped one person, um, which I'm sure that person has got it because I think now they're the, I believe, the only team that is 0-3. Oh, um, no. Do we have an Owen? I think oh, that's no. when Owen can be officially established as an 0-3. Well, he updated well, his name appropriately. Owen Tree, yeah. Owen Tree is back. <laughs> Tree, I will say though, last year, what did he go? Owen five or Owen six, and he came uh, back and went to the finals. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. My right. Owen five, Owen five is somebody that uh, was really Owen. renowned in this league. I, I always miss <laughs> Owen five. I I had completely forgotten mm-hmm. about that, and then I went back and looked at the uh, semis from last year, and that dude beat me. 170 to like 174 some bullshit <laughs> I, I i i'd completely blocked that out of my mind that that had taken place um considering he was 0 and 5 to start the season so definitely can't count that guy out yet no not at all and uh elliot making some moves we'll see if that pays off and we'll discuss that later on um Team Woody losing to Ryan his bro his best bro his favorite bro the one he looks up to bro his bro Love you, bro. Uh, everything he does, best, fucking bro. love you, bro. Wish I could be just like you, bro. Um, bro, you've got a great looking cock, bro. And then I we had, I could see it more often uh, in my face. Marlon winning his first game. I think that was the battle of uh, players that don't realize they're actually in a fantasy football league. Um, Mar Savages. Mar Savages back. Um, so, yeah, interesting week. I, I like this year because it's. You know, besides you, Sean, um, you know, there's no real – well, I guess Ryan, too. Ryan's Owen would be 3-0. and um, But everything seems pretty, is, pretty balanced. Uh, as is uh, Johnny. Johnny, I believe. Oh. Johnny. Slept on Johnny. Guys. I was trying to ignore him. 
Well, because Johnny's always sleeping on us. That's why I was asleep every chance he gets. <laughs> you missed that, Sean. When we were at the, the destination draft, there was about six occasions that Johnny was asleep throughout the day. We'd wake him up every single time. The guy was sleeping through. He got kicked out of a restaurant because he couldn't stay awake. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Good Lord. Johnny the sleeper. Dude, he is the sleeper. He fell asleep at my chicken and waffles. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we have video of him falling asleep. <laughs> Good times. We'll have to definitely, with COVID being the case, we'll we'll evaluate it. But I think by next year, I think we can do something. Yeah, because uh, it can't believe you slept on Johnny when he beat you. When he gave you the smackdown <laughs> no, by sixty points, and you slept on slept. him, bro. I mean, God, he yeah. was. I was looking so good, and then all of a sudden, Kamara and Allen Robinson with like some ridiculous like sixty yard grab. I wish you and Elliot and Corey could have played in a three way match. Oh weekend. god, that, that would have been a nightmare. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been so good. You would have come out on top though. Well, I, I I'm more concerned is the fact that I have now the same record, I believe, as Evan, and we have a daddy bet going on. And the bet is whoever finishes higher post season uh will get referred to as daddy by the opponent uh for one month of their choosing. So God, that's scary. Yes. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, he's the kind of dude that would go fly up there just so you could take him around and have to call him daddy. Oh yeah. So it'll be a very sick individual and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put anything past him. Yeah. He's cruel. Oh man. Well, speaking of cruel, um, why don't we start with, uh, do we, do we want to go into each matchup and pull, kind of pull it apart? Uh, how do you want to yeah, do that? We can go through. We can go through real quick. All right, let's. Uh... Um, we already kind of talked about mine a little bit, but um, obviously it was a understrength team that I played this week, and we'll get more into that in a bit. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously uh, when you're not fielding a full team, um, then it's easy to win. But I, I mean, honestly, I don't think it really would have mattered who we put in there. Team PP tapes was, and Vladimir Putin was just destined to take down uh, Donald J. Trump. He has to be subservient to his Russian daddy, so I kind of figured that was coming. Um, but yeah, happy with another win. Patrick Mahomes with the twenty-eight points in the first half didn't hurt. My boy finally came through that fourth rounder. Um, so all in all, happy. Happy with the uh, production. Now let's go into Wayne. Wayne, you putting up a strong 147 uh, points to Kyle's 169. Um, I don't know if Kyle really understood if that, that he even knew that he already had a Browns running back on his team when he acquired Hunt. Because um, half the time he's just stoned out of his mind. Um but, God, it keeps on paying off, and I think it's only going to get worse now that they're seeing how successful it is on the field. Um, but uh, It's never good when you lose the team come bucket. <laughs> and then yeah. I see another thing. Sony Michelle on, on Wayne's bench put up a, a nice 18 as well as Sammy Watkins. At any point, Wayne, were you looking at starting Sony Michelle? <laughs> uh, no. <It's> <laughs> I don't it's think anyone would have <laughs> and that was the uh, correct decision. 
So I, I think Fair. at that point, you know, there's nothing you really could have done that would have won you. Um, it's not like, uh, you know, Woody deciding to drop the Colts defense about 30 minutes before game time and then putting up enough points that it actually would have won him his game, I believe. Oh, no, he put the Buccaneers. So, no, no, he would have still lost. Um, yeah, I, I think Kyle's living on borrowed time, though, with this Browns tandem running back situation here. Um, well, he didn't win last week. <laughs> so, I mean, it did yeah, well, but he still win. didn't get the win. He's but got interesting his first enough, win. I mean, you've got, you know, Nick Chubb sitting at the number nine running back right now, and Kareem Hunt is the number 12, which is pretty interesting, but. Yeah, I have to agree. I don't know how long that'll last, but Kyle yeah, might, all it takes is one game for the Browns. Yeah, and to let's be honest, shit the bed, and then his running back position is completely wiped out for the week. Let's be honest too. Tyler Boyd's not going to keep on getting thirteen uh, potential receptions in a game and twenty-four points. So, well, Philly's terrible. We'll uh, we'll see how that ends up with him. Um, now let's go into Dr. Anthony Fauci versus Owen Tree. Owen versus Owen Jr. Dr. Fauci finally got a win. He, he did. Uh, safely cleared the uh, century mark with points. I, I love the uh, trade, too. The trade that resulted in uh, zero, I believe it was zero points. <laughs> uh, but, hey, Lazard looked nice for Green Bay. Yeah, well, that don't expect that to last. That was a bit of an aberration. Jordan Reed, as always, yep. um, trots out and promptly gets injured. That was very predictable. Now, my question, more to curiosity, is what's happening with this uh, this Baltimore Ravens backfield? I mean, Evan has said to me repeatedly that J.K. Dobbins, this is his week, yet – only one carry for six yards. Yeah, he gets the receptions, but it really is not doing – I mean, I think tonight Gus Edwards probably finished with more yardage uh, than all three of them. Is it truly a backfield, or are they trying to run some, like, you know, Browns duo, or what do you guys think of it after you watch tonight's game? I think that is a, an absolute uh, – Dumpster fire. Just dumpster <laughs> fire. I mean, you're – it's you're not going to get uh, a lead back out of that group. Um, they're just going to move the ball around to all those guys. So um, you got to remember they're they're paying Mark Ingram, you know, like almost seven million dollars a year, and they're not doing that um, thinking that oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay I'm gonna uh, play Dobbins in front of him and just sit him on the bench. Uh, it's not going to happen. So yeah. Dobbins is going to get touches, but uh, until you get one of those guys to really establish themselves and kind of push out the the guy that's making a bunch of money, um, you better expect the guy making a bunch of money to get used like a rented mule now, um, at the very least. Don't jump at me all at once, Wayne and Sean, but I'll give you first dibs. Mark Ingram is on the trade block. <laughs> So and he probably ready. Hey, whoa! There. Look at my phone already hey. going off. Well, Wayne's hitting the keys. You know, <laughs> to answer your question, I have to disagree with Sean because to me that backfield's pretty clear, and the main running backs Lamar. Um, I think. Don't say the, the fucking obvious. Though, no shit, it's Lamar. 
Well, why didn't you say that? Because <laughs> we're talking strictly about the running backs. Of course it's Lamar. <laughs> it's Captain fucking obvious. Bro, I'm watching his post-game interview. That dude just had the biggest Baltimore Ravens chain I've ever seen. <laughs> like, it literally looked like a hood ornament that belonged on somebody's uh, Rolls Royce or something. That thing was fucking massive. Jesus, I hope he doesn't play with that because that thing's going to slow him down. One thing, too, what I – I mean, would it uh... – the one that I really enjoy was Metcalf this week for Evans' team, too. I mean, that one fumble, unfortunate. He wasn't showing off. He just truly thought he was in the end zone. But, God, he I had a great he was game. Showing off. You think he was showing off? I do. How – don't these guys – I mean, how do these guys fucking do that? Seriously. Haven't they seen the tapes of all these dudes doing that over the years? Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't that be the most – like, as a receiver, you're thinking, all I have to do – Nobody's within 10 yards of me. Just make sure you get the ball in the fucking end zone. <laughs> How do you drop the ball or throw the ball before you cross the line? Probably used to practice where oh, no Jesus. one's going to do that. <laughs> it's just the dumbest thing I see. At least It happens at least once or twice a year. I just don't fucking get it. Unless you're Justin Jefferson doing the gritty over the touchline. Or hold my dick. Right, <laughs> Marshawn. <laughs> so yeah, Skittles. Definitely interesting week. Um, I think probably next week we're going to start to see some separation between some teams, um, and hopefully it's not me or you, Wayne. Sean, I think you'll continue to succeed, bro. God, you're so good at this, bro. Bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, bro. So going into this week i had a stressful weekend guys it was it was not fun phone was getting blown up i had kids crying you know i'm trying to watch football and see my team lose um and you wouldn't believe it how how many times my phone was blown up over over just the stupidity that is our league um yeah i gotta admit i wasn't expecting to wake up at 4 30 the other morning and have 335 missed text messages um, and I was uh, explaining to some of the guys that I was hanging out with that day what was going on, and they were dumbfounded that there was people that were spending that much time arguing over such things. But I said, bro, yeah, obviously you've not met all these dudes. This is, <laughs> this is what these fucking guys live for. Well, and then I have people, I won't name names. Dre, you got to fix this. You got to do something about this. And then Dre goes to the group chat and says, hey, what do you guys think? And no one says a fucking word. But then they text me again and give me their damn opinion. So then I got to go fucking chase people around and tell them to do shit that I really don't think they actually have to do once I put some thought into it. All right. Well, let's go through this one by one. Let's start with the, uh, the, the trade. Let's start with the, the trade. That one I think is pretty simple. I don't, I, uh, I'll give you my opinion and see what you guys think. So, yeah, uh, I think if you look at this unique situation, uh, you had Chark, who was already established as injured. Um, you know, there was no benefit. It's not like Chark played a full game and then was traded. Uh, and, uh, and then after the trade was done, I mean, after the damage was done, it was already committed. There was no point. I mean, Evan didn't even benefit from the player that he received because I got, got injured on like the first play. Um, so I think, but I think let's, let's take it and let's, let's change the situation. Let's say it was somebody as valuable as, you know, Tyreek Hill and Tyreek Hill plays on a Thursday and Tyreek scores 20 points. 
And then Elliot goes, you know what? I need to get some more. I need to get some better players. And Elliot trades Tyreek after he's already acquired those 20 points and uses the trade value and trades it to say someone like you, Sean, who's three and who's clearly on a good start, more than likely will make playoffs. Uh, um, and you say, you know what, I'm going to take that loss. Just like Elliot made the decision to, you know, take that risk and, and uh, assume that he was going to lose. Um, and you say, I'm going to take that loss knowing that, yeah, I'll have Tyreek next week. I do not like the fact that you can trade a player once they've already played, regardless if they have an injury or not. But once their team has been played, that you can basically double dip on the value of that player. Tyreek has that immediate value of the points that you've just received, as well as the he's a season saver as your wide receiver one. Uh, for the remainder of the season. I think that the player must have to wait before they can trade him until the next week and the week is over. Let's see if that makes sense with the the alcohol uh, that I'm drinking. I think I would agree. I think that that's a pretty standard thing. I, I don't think that was something that we really thought through when we said we would process all trades. And I think it was just an unintended consequence of what we did you know, agreeing to to let all the trades, you know, go through. Um, but I just think in the future, you know, we just make it known that, hey, you know, we let that one go through because they made the, the trade under those rules. But having reviewed it, maybe next time, you know, they just they have to wait until yeah. at least uh, uh, Tuesday um, to get that process. So. Wayne, what's your thoughts? Do you do you agree? Yeah, that was my thought too. I mean, it's pretty simple for me. I think in this circumstance, it was okay to let it go. But I mean, pretty clear that, yeah, you just can't trade a player that's already played or kind of make that trade, you know, midweek. Um, I think it was just a case of them kind of finding a loophole and whatever that app let it through. But I don't think on any other platform that that trade's getting process like we said but now, and evan actually made the point evan showed the rules of the other platforms and in fact it would get processed but uh i think as as commissioner um i'm going to say no um for the simple fact that gives that person the upside because of the player they can double dip basically on that player's value um now going forward if this was to occur again um the mistake was made by me by approving it but also with the assumption that no one was gonna be fucking trading anybody that's week was already over right? it's just you know i never expected to even see that um but now going forward um no matter if a player's injured or not or if they didn't they weren't played on the person's they were sitting on the person's bench um i will not permit even if i sl- send uh send the trade through i have the ability to reverse it but i will not approve any trades so that was the one and done luckily it had no real impact uh, on that week at all i didn't impact the league you know and Corey wasn't impacted by it um clearly by his score <laughs> can, um, can we just talk about the, the actual trade for a minute yeah of course let's go into it what the fuck was evan thinking he sent chark who is the number one receiver in jacksonville for a dude that elliot picked up off the waiver wire who's been injured for over a year and then he picks up the third wide receiver on Buffalo? Now, and here's the thing, though. He is, if you look at points, I believe he's, but in terms of targets, he's actually not. Um, Three so he, weeks in. Yeah, but I think. Stefan Diggs is the clear number one. It ain't even close. They, they spun a first round pick for him. 
he's going to get the majority of the targets. And then I think, you know, they'll throw him the ball over the season, but I'll, I'll bet you that Cole Beasley probably gets more looks over the season than that guy. So three, four, even if you go into his last year, Chark, obviously it's last year, but only two games. Let's see, one, two, three. Only five games out of the entire season he finished with more than five receptions. Well, who's, the other, who's the other receiver over there? Corey Davis and I'm missing one. Wayne, can you think of it? Well, if you can't even think of him, that kind no, of answers the question no. there. Oh, AJ Brown and Adam yeah. Humphreys. But then you also have John o. Smith. So John o. Smith, of course, tight end, getting a lot of looks as well. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I just don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I just didn't understand the trade to begin with. Let's just, let's just say, though, I mean, if it does pan out, Evan will make sure that we mention it on this podcast uh, that he knew what the fuck he was doing. Um, so sure. for our sake, let's just hope it was a stupid decision and it didn't benefit him at all. Yeah. Oh, one other uh, stupid decision that I wanted to bring up. Uh, uh, Gardner Minshew getting the start. Oh, over, yeah. I believe, Josh Allen. was it Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? Yeah, he does not have three quarterbacks. Oh, he does. Oh, fuck. He, he does. does. And he, he does. started the worst one. I Plain. think that's what uh, I would refer to as uh, podcast hype. Gardner Minshew's name was mentioned through a lot of common podcasts this week. Um, and it must start. But I think that's done you know, is said from the perspective that you have a dog shit quarterback and maybe you're, you're streaming your quarterbacks every week. Yes. Um, I just, I got to tell you guys, I now I've been playing, I've been playing a really long time. I've never understood. That's not even the worst one, Sean. You listen to some dude who's just on there talking for four hours on these radio shows or podcasts or whatever. And he's talking about how great Gardner Minshew is going to be. But you've got much better players than him. So why the fuck? I just, I just think it's a mistake when people try to chase these players when you've got good players. You just have to play the odds that your guy. I mean, to I mean, be fair, too, though, you know, Tom Brady on a new system. And then you have, I mean, they, Aaron those Rogers. two quad, I don't care. Those two quarterbacks have a history of also shitting the bed. And what you would assume are foolproof uh, matchups. Yeah, I mean uh, it happens, but over the course of the season, who are you going to bet on? If Gardner he was just going, "Hey, I want or Aaron Rodgers," maybe they were. He thought it was that was the matchup. You, the, do you think for a second that if I had any other quarterback on my team when Mahomes was playing, supposedly the greatest I mean, defense honestly, in the history of mankind, that I would have even for a second thought that mm, maybe I should look at go the look score. for a better matchup? Look at the score. Does it really fucking matter? It doesn't, <laughs> but I'm just saying. It just He learned you know what his it lesson. Did? He won't make it, the same mistake. It just blew me away that guys are actually doing shit like that. I just I was like, I, I can't believe that. Like, why in a million years would that even it's not, cross? But that's the thing. Mind? It's not even the worst one. The worst one is Corey Kendall putting Mitch Trubisky over <laughs> Josh Allen. Oh, Trubisky. That was the worst one. 
over because and this is the best part because Evan has Brown in his starting lineup. <laughs> he goes, "Oh fucking, I'm not going to start the quarterback, one of the most running quarterbacks in the league, because John Brown's in there." I mean, yeah, he was, you know, he got this two targets, but I mean, that one, that was the best one. That's, that's called, uh, psyching yourself out. Yeah. That poor decision there for sure. Hey, um, no doubt. I mean, poor Corey drafted, uh, what did he draft? Joe Mixon first overall. And, uh, Joe Mixon is, uh, 38, number 38 PPR running back. Um, thankfully Connor's starting to play a little bit better, but yeah. And he's got your boy in the starting lineup, Trey Quan Smith. I can't believe he wasn't in your team, Dre, because he was hanging around the waivers for a while. Uh, I wasn't going to touch him again. (laughs) If anyone would be Gage, that's who I'd be going after, even with that injury. Yeah, I just, like I said, I'm just not sure. This, it ain't that hard, you know, just don't overthink it play your guys with the odds. I mean, again, I mean, would anybody have thought that Patrick Mahomes would have put up 40-plus points on the Baltimore Ravens? Good players, you know, make good plays. And at the end of the day, and, fantasy football is luck. I mean, there's there's a huge luck component. It's your matchup. It's, yeah, that one player who was projected 18 going to 35. You know, it's those happen. And sometimes yeah, you just so have to Yeah, so when in doubt, of, go with the better player. Yeah. So... So going back to the drama for the weekend, there was another thing, um, and that was the case of um, Elliot not starting a full lineup. Now I'm not going to say anything. I want to I want to get um, both you and Wayne's opinion, and then we'll we'll kind of go into, um, you know, all three of us talking about it. But I just want to hear, you know, so people go don't ahead, think there's Wayne. a bias. Tee us off. <laughs> I think, like at first reaction. I wanted to say that, uh, you know, Elliot needed to fill those spots and make an effort. But I think when you kind of take a look at all of the circumstances here, um, I mean, he was kind of pushed into a corner to, I think he would have probably had to like drop some players in order to field a a full squad, if I'm not correct, um, in order to do that. So, yeah, I mean, I think that was just a case of like him doing the best he could to preserve uh, his team in the long run. So I think given those circumstances, you know, that that's fine, you know, so that's my opinion. And and even though I was, you know, I'm the one that actually played him, I, I agreed with that, that, you know, you have the right as a player to make decisions for the better you know, for the betterment of your team for the entire year. So he made a decision that he was going to not field a full team because he didn't want to drop certain players. And I get that. And I think that has been something that, you know, over the last like 15 years in fantasy football, as this thing has evolved, that that's something that, you know, people have to deal with. Like you have to make that decision. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I make sure that, when I'm drafting players, especially in the later rounds that I'm not drafting guys that are all going to be on a buy at the same week. Um, so that you're not fucked when it comes to some of these games where you're just, you know, you're completely wiped out for a week. So 
Um, I just think it's, it's a, you know, a strategy move that, you know, everybody has the right to make. I understand why some people wouldn't like that. Um, I'll say that, you know, he had a very good reason or a reason to do it. And I think that, you know, it's justifies it and he's trying to make a strategic play. Now, would it be different if somebody towards the end of the season who was already in the playoffs um, or was out of the playoffs statistically to, you know, pull a lineup and, you know, alter the um, alter the league in, in some way to where somebody would get in or not get in or, or whatever? I mean, I think that's a completely different story. And I think that's something that, you know, everybody needs to be aware of. I mean, uh, you know, in talking to, to Dre about this before, I would say that's the kind of shit that somebody would deserve to be kicked out of the league for, um, for doing some bullshit like that. But in this case, he just, he made a decision that he wanted to, um, you know, save some guys on his team. Um, in the end, it wouldn't, I, I don't think it really would have mattered. Um, I also, I'm not sure I agreed with it. I mean, I feel like I probably would have dropped Damian Harris and Debo Samuels and tried to fill the full team. But, you know, I mean, he, he was in, within his right to make that decision. And I don't think there's really anything um, more that he, would need to be done about that. His punishment was taking a loss. And, and, and you know, because you never know, because maybe, you know, just like you see three guys scored, your four guys scored under 112 points. He would have been right in the mix, um, you know, to get a win potentially. You know, if he, if he fields two more players, he probably gets above those four teams. Assuming so, maybe he, he, if, he gra- I mean, he could potentially have beaten you, assuming that he grabs the right two people off the waiver wire, which is a huge sure. – I mean, that's a gamble. That's like Vegas odds. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it, you know, in, in our case, when he was playing me, I don't think it really would have mattered based yeah. on, you know, who I had going and, and whatnot and, and what his situation was. But I think in other situations, I think it would have been different. Like if he was playing a team that he's looking at and goes like, God, they, they might not score a lot of points. I want to fill the full team. I mean, you know, that makes that decision a little bit harder. But yeah. I just think it's he's not doing anything nefarious. I don't think. And whether it was against me or anybody else in the league, I would have said the same thing. Um, now know, he has the right to do that. Now people, you know, could still make the argument that, Hey, no, you should have to, you know, feel the full team. That's just the way it needs to be. So what are some things that we could potentially do looking at the future of the league to make it so that people don't necessarily feel the need or that they're, you know, too, you know, take that risk and not pick up new players. Um, I'm curious to see oh. if you guys have any ideas in terms of how we structure uh, the league going forward. Uh, but like I said, I don't see the point. I mean, he his punishment was he took a loss. And he's, you know, you play a dangerous game anytime you're willing to just give up a week. No, but I'm um, talking in terms of like, a, you know, changing the waiver wire. Uh, you know, me and you, Sean, we talked about moving back to a two wide receiver system. So there's more depth on the waiver wire so that Debo Samuel doesn't look like an upside keep. Uh, Yes. I I think that would be a benefit is, you know, I I think we probably, if it was me, I would say we drop one roster spot and drop one wide receiver. And, and then you probably don't have this issue because you can feel that, you know, you can feel an actual team. I mean, I got beat in another league um, because, my brother picked up 
uh, Lazard and he scored 30 fucking points against me. We would have never had that situation in our league because that guy is, you know, on, on somebody's in somebody's starting lineup, you know, and it has been, um, you know, or, or on their team because of how many people that we have to pick up. I know PPR has certainly helped. I think you, you give some guys some more value, but I think if you were to, you know, make the, the waiver wire a little bit more appealing, I don't think you'd have guys thinking like, Oh, I need to keep Debo Samuels and Damien Harris um, and not feel the full lineup. What are your thoughts, Wayne? Uh, I mean, I agree with what Sean said in the sense that maybe removing a receiver would help eliminate that issue. But I also like the fact that the three receiver format gives the league a little bit different of a dynamic. And I like how that's been playing out. But I I just think at the end of the day, it it comes down to this ridiculous injury plague. And I don't know you know, if we're ever going to see another injury play like this again. But uh, anyways, I, I just think it was just one of those situations. And I personally, I, I don't think there's necessarily any fundamental changes that need to happen to prevent something like that. I think it's kind of just one of those things. And like we said, Elliot could have really fielded a squad still uh, if he wanted. But, you know, he, he exercised his own discretion there. And that's yeah. fine. Now, keep in mind, too, league listeners, that this will be a, you know, I have Wayne and Sean here, and, and, you know, I'm sure this may happen again, and that will be valued on a case-by-case basis. There's going to be times where it's going to have more league impact, or, um, but right now, being week three, his unlikeliness to win a game, um, you know, I think it's just a a unique circumstance, so, but with the motivation for... the motivation for somebody doing this shouldn't be to fuck somebody over that you're not playing against. Exactly. So if that's where it's a clear case where all of your guys are healthy and you're, and you're out of you're the playoffs them. or whatever, <laughs> then yeah, you know, that's a clear case of you need to um, fill up your lineup or should face very severe punishment. That's, that's, you know, putting the integrity of the league at stake, doing stuff like that. Um, which again, I don't. I don't think for one minute that that's what Elliot was doing. Yeah, I'd have to agree. So, Elliot, you're fine. Nothing's happening to you. Even though I'd love to give you some sort of punishment because fuck you for wasting my weekend with uh, doing something that just you know pissed people off. Um, but yeah, so I think let's get back to uh, next week, week four. Um, how about some bold predictions? Anything that stands out to you guys? You guys want to go ahead and pull up your week four matchups? I've got Mr. Sanjay, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Dr. Sanjay, me and you, Sean. Great. Can't fucking wait to be one and four, bro. God, you're so good. I've already, uh, well, you'd be one and three. Um, but uh, I, I've already been kicking names around um, to uh, defeat Dr. Sanjay Gupta. I think that's been a winning strategy for me is to figure out whoever the, the daddy is of the uh, name that I'm playing. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've got one in store for you, buddy. Oh, can't wait to see it. But it looks like, I mean, it's, it's uh, supposed to be a pretty close match. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately for you, you're uh, going against uh, Tyree kills going against the best uh, DB and, 
in football um, in the Patriots. And I think that'll be a pretty tough game. But so hopefully my homies can get some points elsewhere. Um, but yeah, I think it should be, a, you know, it's on paper to be a, to be a good battle. Calvin Ridley at Green Bay should be a fun one. Uh, Drew Sample will not be in a starting lineup. Fucking hell. Um, I'll be uh, changing that for sure. Um, so, yeah, and I don't see any bullet predictions here. Let's take it down to Wayne and Elliot. Elliot with uh, potentially some players coming back. Let's see if this um, this pays off. Um, 158 to 138. Um, I'm not seeing anything here. I think Dr. Uh, Dr. Fauci, I think Team Marlin. And everyone's going to think I'm picking on him. But looking at his matchups, I think Team Marlin is going to win against Evan and uh, be officially <laughs> two and two. Um, I think that's the best record Marlin's ever had in this league. Good Lord. You're... <laughs> First of all, Marlin's got to – his defense is playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. He'll change that, um... I'm hoping, for the love of God. <laughs> uh, he has to put in a new tight end, so he'll put in Gronkowski, who uh, pretty much is just a, a, a blocker, blocking blocking dummy at this point. Um, although he did get a little bit of love last weekend, um, but yeah, man, he's got some he's got some tough matchups. Um, Jacobs at Buffalo, um, but. Yeah. I think matchup of the week has to go with Johnny and Woody. Looking at there too, assuming that Johnny starts the correct quarterback, which it seems like he does. Aaron Rodgers versus the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons, who have no defense. Uh, oh, oh, don't assume that. That's what uh, that's what sleeper does. It'll revert back to that guy because every time I go into my lineup in the future week, I've got Jordan Howard's fucking ass <laughs> in there. So although Jordan Howard three touchdowns, baby, what a player. Um, unfortunately, he's got less yards than that, I think, on the season. I think my bold um, prediction is, and it's not record-based, I think we're going to see a blockbuster trade involving one of the top 10 wide receivers or running backs um, to kind of shake things up in this league. Oh. No, it's not me. I don't have anything lined up. So, uh, But maybe it could I be. I know there's – there's been some very active people as of late. Yes. One person in particular who, who shall not be named has, uh, has been very active. Um, you know, I appreciate their hustle, but for the most part, I've, uh, I've just kept on, uh, kept on keeping on. I'm, I'm so, hearing those uh, rattlers, those snakes in the grass getting close. <laughs> they, they were all, uh, they were all very, uh, fair trades for the most part at least in their perception so um at least there was that that's probably why i never get any trade requests from witty um (laughs) i get about zero during the year for the most (laughs) although we did make a trade um was it witty and i that traded last year we uh i think you guys uh, did have a trade yeah we did um but you know when all you guys talk about all these shady trades that he throws at people you know, I really don't get included in that. I wonder why. Um, can't imagine. I'm sure Marlon, we could probably ask Wayne, but Marlon's phone's probably blowing up um, <laughs> every day <laughs> with uh, King uh, King Shit 
um hitting so what a great name by the way <laughs> i can't believe we forgot about that <laughs> i never I forgot was... it's it's always been on my mind you know i i went through and i was like curious if there was like league stats um from the two league, you know because i couldn't remember what happened last year and that's like when i saw like Corey had beat me and onto the finals i was shocked um but I saw that and I was like, oh, God, we, how, how have we not the been be- saying this the entire time? The best part was when Witty at the time when we decided to announce the toilet bowl was like, no, we can't do it. He was like arguing against it because I think he, he knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, it's yeah. the same thing. Witty then argues about doing it the other way and he gets the last pick in the draft when he could have had first. Um, yeah, I loved his argument, too, where he uh, where he tried to say that he didn't finish in last place. To which I then pointed out that if that was the standard, then I was the champion last year because I finished the regular season in first. So obviously that made no fucking sense whatsoever. Um, but yeah, and I, as I recall as well, he kind of threw up his hands and and uh, thought that by trying to delegitimize the process, that we were not going to accept him accept him as king shit. <laughs> And he was fucking sorely mistaken. And uh, I loved Evan's reaction. He couldn't have been more appreciative that uh, that, that had been dug up, especially at the time when he was arguing back and forth with Witty. That was definitely the highlight of the week for me. Really enjoyed that. Well, Witty's taking a new approach, peace, love, and positivity. So we'll see if that, that changes anything. But, you know, I would love to see a, a King Shet king shit's uh you know winner two times in a row so but he's, he's, it doesn't seem to be the case this year we'll see yeah we we really need to establish a punishment for last place i mean we talked about that last year but i really think we need to uh we need to push that forward this year they gotta do something. well let's do it let's um all right everybody all your listeners um i want to see um, Wayne, I'm going to put you in charge of this. Please send your punishment ideas to Wayne Lampart by next Monday, by the time we record this podcast. And uh, we will be doing a random drawing of the approved, the board approved punishments to determine uh, what the end of the year, I think being week three, we're still good. We can, we can establish a punishment. Um, but we, yeah, we'll, we'll vote on that. So I want to put you in from that. So everyone text Wayne, um, your ideas and we'll see what we can come up with. Can't wait to read those. <laughs> Mine's uh, going to be, be uh, attending a black lives matter, uh, protest in a, in a Trump hat. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it, I mean, obviously <laughs> people can put whatever they want. I think it should be reasonable. Yeah, at, at this um, point, that's probably not reasonable. Yeah, probably no. Um, <laughs> Did you say she be consensual? Putting... Is that what I heard? Away? No, should, substantial. Should be pretty oh, substantial. That's be consensual. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we do. I think what we need. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely going to get some pushback from some of the guys that are down towards the bottom that are going to fight this real hard. It's a um. <laughs> oh and tree one and one and two. Not much. There's only one game difference there, so I think they're okay. Yeah, oh, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think something. Uh, and who knows? I mean, we could we could build this up. You know, first couple of years we kind of ease into it, and then people decide that they really enjoy this because it it honestly could end up being one of the most fun parts of the year. Because I mean, I've seen 
all you know on on reddit um all kinds of punishments that people have had to do um for finishing last place you know dress up as a furry with a sign that says i suck at fantasy football i mean shit like that i think the best part about it too is that everyone's so separated and so this person has to do it on their own like they can't like like if they want to be in the league they have to follow through with the punishment so there's not like you know it's there's not 10 guys living in the same city you know saying hey yeah you know we're gonna make sure you do this and so it's even funnier that they're gonna have to go and do this on by themselves well, there is always the threat of the people that show up to the uh, uh, draft when we do an in-person draft. Um, that would be a good time to embarrass somebody if they were able to attend that. Yes. Um, but, of course, so. knowing Witty, if he was the one to get this, he will not leave Bakersfield. So we might have to take the destination draft to Bakersfield, which I would totally be down to do if it meant, you know, make sure this punishment was uh, – a administered correctly there's one where you could make him wear a black lives matter hat (laughs) and that would probably be enough to set some people (laughs) off in bakersfield (laughs) it would be the exact opposite of wearing the trump hat at a black lives matter rally hell yeah brother oh (laughs) hell yeah brother um, I like it. All right, I think that's, uh, that's a good. Got to put these forward. I can't wait to review Send these. Them over, boys. So, all right, guys. I think we call it a night there. Fun weekend, a lot of drama, um, but I think now we're we're ready to move the league forward and uh, have some fun here. Yes, sir. You got to leave this commissioner alone. This dude, uh, mental breakdown, stressing him out. He's not <laughs> sleeping. Can't feed his kid. His dick doesn't work anymore. Um, that's not the case. You know, I mean, it's uh, that's why I have two kids. Are really putting a strain on this guy. You guys are really putting a strain on this guy, I'm making him uh, very efficient for two minutes, out. Sean. Very efficient for two minutes. <laughs> this this performance anxiety could be cutting you in half, bro. You're gonna be. <laughs> It's going to be down to 30 seconds. That's fine. More time for fantasy football. And your wife's not even going to be able to get her pants off and that take her 90 off by that time. <laughs> oh, man. Mm, All right, boys. You guys have a good night. Good night to everybody. Get your studies in. Remember, uh, we'll be waiver, waiver wire starting tomorrow. Can't wait to see how Kyle blows 70 fab dollars. And, uh, yeah, take care. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs>